Brian, we talk a lot on this podcast about guest experience, but something that doesn't get discussed as often as it should, especially in vacation rentals, is guest amenities. That's right, Matt. Offering basic guest amenities like soap and laundry pods in every property is key to providing a great guest experience. The problem is, it's a huge pain for property managers to pull that off. From purchasing and storing everything to getting all those boxes kitted up for each home. No wonder we hear so often for property managers that turn days suck. That's why we're excited to be partnering with Sojo, who is on an absolute mission to make turn days suck less by automating your guest amenities. Sojo guest amenity boxes are uniquely created for each of your homes filled with luxury amenities, beautifully packaged up room by room, plus extras like paper goods and trash bags. They'll connect to your reservation calendar and ship those boxes to you right in time for every turn day. No more storing or kidding. Sojo takes care of you step by step. And Sojo is offering 30 days of free guest amenities to GuestX listeners. Claim your free amenities and learn more at GetSojo.com forward slash GuestX. That's GetSojo, S-O-J-O.com forward slash guest and the letter X. Go and claim your free guest amenities today. Welcome to the Guest X Podcast, where my co-host Brian Maui and I uncover the latest technologies and human-driven initiatives that are raising customer expectations and forever changing how we define customer experience. If you are passionate about creating incredible content and unique experiences, join us as we talk to leading product and experience experts across the globe and learn how today's most successful brands are setting themselves apart from the competition. Welcome to another episode of the Guest X Podcast. I am your co-host, Matthew Loney, and I'm excited to be here. I'm here with my co-host, Brian Hamawi. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing great. Beautiful day here in Orlando, Florida. Excellent. Uh, so excited to do this podcast today. Yeah, yeah. Very excited. Before we jump into it, a special thank you. Again, we've got, I think this is two or three weeks in a row now, um, introducing another partner of ours, Breezeway, has joined the Guest X podcast along with Sojo. We've got Explory. We've got Abode PR. Just a lot of really cool both service and technology companies that are all trying to help lodging providers across a number of different segments and verticals of lodging, but trying to help them with their guest experience. I, I think it's really cool. I'm really excited to have Breezeway be part of this podcast as well. They help us definitely enhance the guest experience. I think a combination between Sojo and Breezeway, you've got the making for excellent guest stays. So. Yeah, absolutely. In an industry that does need help right now, operationally with staffing shortages and everything else. And we're going to hear a little bit about that today. Why don't you introduce our guest today? This is going to be a really fun episode. Yeah, today's episode is a, a really interesting episode. We've got the CEO of Cassiola Vacation Homes and guest store, Dennis Hodehead. Dennis and I have had a few years of actually getting to know each other in the local market He's pioneered one of the most iconic vacation rental companies here. He'll talk about some of the branding strategies he's had and how it's actually pivoted into his expansion into different markets and also into a new product, Guestor, which is an investment community that makes vacation rental investing accessible and safe to the traditional investors. So Dennis, welcome to the show. 
Thank you for having me. Uh, excited to be here. And we're excited to have you. Yes, Dennis and I actually know each other from the industry pretty well, so I'm excited to have some chats with you. We've had lunch and stuff and have had always some good conversations. So I think it's really cool to be able to broaden that and give our audience uh, a little bit of a chance to get to know you, get to know Cassiola, how you grew the company, because you really grew from a small company up. But before we get to that, I'd love for our audience to actually get to know a little bit about your background and how you got into vacation rentals. And then we'll take it from there. We're actually just a few miles apart. We should have met him. I know. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. No, so I have an e-commerce background. So before getting into this industry, I actually started an online printing company in Europe. I'm originally from Belgium. That's where I grew up. And I always have been like an entrepreneur so i started my first company the week after i turned 18 which was the legal age to start a company and actually we started out as a supplier for all kinds of yeah, supplies for events so that included sound and light equipment but also drinks and the marketing part of events which was posters flyers uh, t-shirts and and so on and from there on that business grew into an online printing company because after a while we noticed that there was a lot of demand from regular companies also to to order posters and flyers uh, from us because we had a really cool system where we would uh, combine different owners uh, orders from different uh, customers on one big uh, printing sheet to, to save on, on uh, setup costs. And we were so much cheaper than a traditional uh, uh, printing company. So after a while, our B2B customers were much, much bigger than our uh, party customers. We decided to pivot the company and sell everything regarding events off and just focus on the online uh, printing parts. And that really grew into an e-commerce business basically because everything was done online we didn't have salespeople on on the road so visiting customers everything went through a website so you could just order online design your business cards or, or brochures online we would uh, print it in offset on the big uh, printing machines and then ship it to your home or, or, or office at the end we had offices in seven different uh, european uh, countries and we also opened the uh, production facility in north africa in, in morocco in marrakesh we had a uh, printing uh, facility and then in casablanca we had a big call center and design center center to help customers uh, designing their, their art. Very wow. interesting. Yeah. Breezeway is all about uncovering initiatives that are forever changing the guest experience. Breezeway's best-in-class property operations and messaging platform helps do just that by helping operators differentiate their brand and deliver more service to their clients. Breezeway's smart messaging tools makes it easy to send welcome messages, resolve in-house issues, share status updates, and offer stay extensions and other services. Powering operations with messaging also enables automated texts to notify guests when a property is ready for check-in, along with assigning work orders to your staff to second guests message in with a request. Combine the power of your operations with client communications and visit breezeway.io forward slash guest X to learn more. That's breezeway.io forward slash guest X to learn more. So then what brought you over to the States and why oh. vacation rentals? And obviously you're an entrepreneur, so you were probably looking for businesses, but why this industry? Why now? 
Yeah, I sold the company in 2013 and my actual goal was to slow down a little bit. I felt a little bit too young to, to retire, so I wanted to keep busy. And yeah, property management seemed easy enough. I was envisioning myself sitting at the pool all day in, in sunny Florida <laughs> with a cocktail and, and my laptop just waiting until someone needed something. Unfortunately, that was a big uh, mistake. Uh, in my life as the first few years in, in property management. It's a really hard business. It's non-stop 24-7. And that is what makes it so hard. So he never, as, especially as a small company, because in the beginning it was just me and, and my wife doing everything. So we didn't have any employees or call centers. So it was us really being on call 24-7. And yeah, you basically never get to, to disconnect. So that makes it so uh, hard. I remember several times that we wanted to go to the movies and 10 minutes into the movie, I got a call, had to walk out of the theater, helping a guest. And yeah, at, at one point after I think six months or, or so, we finally got to, to take a day off or, or there were not a lot of arrivals and, and, and departures. So uh, we packed all our stuff and went to the beach, beautiful, clear water. I think with traffic on a weekend, probably a three hour drive. So we drove all the way out there. We installed everything, our umbrella on, on the beach. And literally 10 minutes later, I got a call from a guest that had locked out somehow. They left through the balcony door, jumped over the, the balcony railing. It was a ground floor condo and, and the door was locked from the inside. If, if it closes, it locked automatically. And yeah, we had to, to pack in and, and drive three hours back uh, to Orlando to assist that guest. And that was actually a point that I, I said to my wife, I told her, I said, look, this is not what I want to do. This is not why I came to the US. Either grow the business so we can hire staff and uh, we don't have to work 24-7 anymore or we sell it again and, and do something else. So that was in 2014. We decided to keep the business and grow it because I saw so much potential in this industry. Things have changed a lot in the last few years, but 2014 was just the time that Airbnb was launching and, and, and growing. They weren't as big as they are right now, but I thought this industry has huge potential. So if we do it right, we are able to build a really beautiful we did and that's how it started yeah you guys have done an amazing job so when cassiola first started i used to see the vans running around and i'd see one or two of them rolling around town and at the time i still had my property management company as well and mm -hmm. i said what the heck are these guys coming in with pink vans they're insane um, <laughs> who would think yeah. about having a pink logo with the house and all of this kind of stuff and it's starting to feel like Airbnb. And I think there's a, a lot of kudos that go to you for thinking through the process of the branding of the actual company. Talk to us about how you thought about the brand of Cassiola, the colors, what the inspiration behind the actual company itself. And then how does that translate into the way you guys service the vacation rentals, your guests, because guests are starting to recognize you guys as a brand, not just a vacation rental company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So just to set the record straight, technically it's not pink, it's uh, magenta, but pink is pink. Yeah, having a marketing uh, background. So before I started here, I, I did some market research 
And one of the things I did was just collecting all the competitors that I could find. I, I made a big sheet with all their names on their websites, but also their logos. So I had these huge sheets uh, with, with probably 40, 50 of the major property management companies in, in this uh, area. And I decided to go with the exact opposite color of what everybody else uh, had. So all the logos actually look very similar if you put them together. They all have the blues and the yellows and the greens, so like the water, the sky, the sun. E even a lot of logos have the, the same elements in it. It's usually a house and a palm tree you know, or a sun or, or something. So I wanted something different. Um, so I went with a color that was the furthest away from all these other colors. And that turned out to be this magenta, <laughs> basically. And yeah, I think that the color now is probably the strongest part of our brand. And for me, it really clicked a few years in. I, I went to an event and, and usually when I went to these events in the beginning, I would get a suit and uh, dress up a little bit. But that day, probably something happened. It's property management, so always something happens. And I, I didn't have time to change, so I went straight from whatever I was doing to that event. And a few months later, I, I met some someone at a completely different event and, and she came to me and says oh I remember you I saw you two months back at, at this event and she didn't remember my name anymore so she didn't know who I was she didn't remember the company name but she did remember the color and I thought wow this is, is so strong and from that day on we never wore anything else our magenta uniforms at any event and yeah, we're having more people now, so it really stands out even at the VRMA when we're there with 10, 15 people. We're promoting our brand everywhere. It's interesting that you said that because I've been to Verma when you guys are there. I think you were there this this past year in San Antonio, and I remember it, it the booth, the logo, everything does feel like a vendor who's trying to build a brand. And I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. There is a distinct difference usually when you look at the property managers, branding and positioning and the vendors. That's really fascinating. But, but then while the magenta color is beautiful and, and has certainly helped, it is not in, in and of itself what has gotten you guys from, I believe is 30 to now 400 vacation rentals under management. You look at that over the span of seven, eight years, that's growing 50, 60, 70 a year in some years. And with COVID in there and the Orlando market has been hit a little harder than some of the other leisure markets because of its reliance on international travel. So kudos to you guys. Can you talk a little about that scaling? We talked before we started recording the podcast about how a lot of people today, everybody's trying to scale through acquisitions, but there's some real value to building it organically. If you can figure out how to do that, would love to hear what you think is contributed to your success since 2014, when you decided to really get behind this and build the brand, what's led to the success you guys have had? Yeah, we have a set of company values and, and one of the values I, I think that really sets us apart is we love to do things a little bit different and find a better way that the value that we have. And when I started in this industry, I did not know anything about property management. So 
everything that I did uh, was based on my previous experience and my background in, in e-commerce. And, and I think that is the big difference. When you look at e-commerce, you are constantly making changes, doing A-B tests, and, and the smallest improvement in the long term has a huge impact on, on the business results. And, and that's also how I approached property management. So I remember when I just started, we bought a small existing business with, with 30 homes, all in, in one resort. The purchase of the, the business, it came with two weeks of, of training. So I was sitting there and the previous business owner was training me in how everything works. And this must have probably been the two longest weeks in my life. She was explaining me, she didn't even finish her sentence. And in my head, I already had something like, oh, I'm going to change this. Oh, I'm going to do this differently. Out of respect, I didn't tell her, of course. But <laughs> at the time, when we started, every guest, when they did a booking, they had to fill out. No, they, they got an email with an attachment. They had to print that out on paper, fill out the form, sign it, and, and fax it back. There was a paper with the, the rental agreement, but also the credit card info. So that was 2014. Uh, um, it's not 40 years ago. Uh, um, it's seven, eight years ago. So there were so many things that I thought like, no, this has to be different. This can be so much better. And I think it's really in the DNA of our company. Everything that we do, we ask the same question. How can we do this better? And this goes from housekeeping, laundry, to owner relations, to guest relations. And, and that's also the reason why after a few years, we started building our, our own software because no one in the market shared the vision that I had. We do use a lot of uh, tools from yeah, vendors that, we, that you guys all know, but there were so many things that we wanted to do differently and, and that no one could offer us. So we started building our own software and, and it actually all started with me wanting to have an overview of everything that was going on in, in my property. Because if you have 10 properties, you don't remember when the last time was that the carpet was cleaned or when the house was serviced the last, that the AC of the house was serviced the last time. So I know we had all that data in, in different uh, software systems and, and, and different locations, and I wanted to bring all of that together. And what we did is I created uh, what we call a property timeline. It's almost like either an Instagram feed where you see all the updates, everything that happens in a property nicely together. And then I had that on a property level, but also on a company level. So I could in real time see everything that everybody was doing on all day long. So it gave me really a good overview to, to see what was going on in, in my business. After a while, I was thinking, okay, now we have all that information, which is great. But my owner's team is basically all day, they get questions from owners and then they look into our system and see, oh, when was this loss done? Okay, now they communicate that with the owners by, by email or, or by phone. So I thought, hey, why don't we just give owners access to the same information than uh, how we have? And, and that is where our owner application was born. So called my Casiola and, and our owners have real-time access to literally everything that happens in their property. So from the moment the housekeeper enters the home, the owner is going to see that the housekeeper is there. Then the home, the, the, the housekeeper is cleaning from the moment they're done. The owner can see that the housekeeping is done. They also have to fill out a whole report with, with photos. So everything is shared in real time. 
Same with reviews from guests. When it comes in, it goes at the same time to us as to the owners. So that really created a very high level of transparency, which is something owners just love. It's not always easy. And I remember when I announced this system internally to the team, they all thought I was crazy. They said, oh, our owners are going to run away because now they're going to see all the mistakes that we make and, and everything that goes wrong. And, and I, I really had to fight here internally to get this released because they didn't want to do it. So I, I told them, okay, just pick five of your favorite owners, the, the easiest owners that you have. And we're going to start with them. We roll it out and, 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 and we get feedback from them, see how they respond. Of course, they, they loved it. So then I said, okay, now we're going to add 10 more. And, and each week I let them pick like 10 owners to add into that My Casiola app. And it turned out it wasn't that bad. Uh, we didn't get every five minutes a call because a new review came in or the housekeeper reported something broken. Owners actually loved the, the transparency, um, the information. They didn't need to contact us about everything anymore. They had the information available when they wanted to. And of course, sometimes, yeah, we do make mistakes, but we have to own them. And yeah, we cannot hide them because everything happens in real time. We cannot uh, <laughs> delete any entries or, or, or hide something from an owner. They, they see everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, and all those different things that we do really makes make us different in the market. Uh, we have something to offer owners that most other companies cannot offer. And owners get used to having uh, access to that, all that information. So this is just one example. Like I said, it's everywhere. We were also one of the first ones to start with dynamic pricing and revenue management in, in this market. Everybody was still using seasonal rates. And yeah, every facet of the business, we always try to look at and say, hey, how can this be better? How can the guest experience be better? The owner experience, also the employee experience. And yeah, that's what brought us where we are today. Talk to us a little bit about the guest experience side. I think it's a pretty, it's a very important topic, especially in our market. We've got a lot of turnover. We've got different types of clientele that are coming into this market. Some good, some yeah. not so good. And it's very hard to explain some of this stuff to owners as well. One question before we get into that. Do you guys display reviews and review comments to your owners through your owner portal? Yes, we do. Yeah. And I think that's really important because, yeah. and I think we've talked about this, Matt, before, which is reviews coming from us to homeowners on improvements or things that need to be done in a home, typically from a property manager, it doesn't come through that. It just sounds like there's work that we're asking them to do. But I think it's coming directly from a guest and it's actionable. And it's something that happens time and time again. It's provable. And all of a sudden you've got something that needs to be improved in a house, there's proof there. There's a trust factor between the owner, the property manager, and the guests that are leaving the reviews, which means enhancing the home. Is that something that's fair to say you guys use that as a tool to be able to get your owners to maintain the homes and the quality of the house? Yeah, absolutely. And like I mentioned, the owners get the review at the exact same time that we get it. We have had many situations in the past where owners are already on the line with our owners team saying, oh, I, I saw the guest reported the mattress being bad. You can go ahead and replace it. So some of them actually reach out to us because they saw that review and are very sensitive to those have their guests, that their guests have the best uh, experience possible. That is definitely helping, of course, when they're complaining about cleanliness or, or something 
calls that is our responsibility. It's a little bit harder, can be difficult at, at times. But again, I, I believe overall it makes us better as a company. Hide it and ignore it and not share it with the owner. But in the long run, now we have an extra 400 set of eyes looking at everything that we do. And that makes us all perform better because we know that they're looking at what we're doing. It's, it's accountability and, and just doing our very best to do everything as good as possible and we do make mistakes and yeah we just have to own them everybody is going to make mistakes as well guests as owners as a management company and that's fine you have to learn from them uh, adapt and adjust and and yeah make sure that it doesn't happen uh, over and over again i just i think it's great i think i had written down transparency obviously but accountability too that dennis said and i, I just think it's it is fantastic it is going to bite you but you know what the the days, and, and, and I don't say historically, I don't think we did it because we we're as an industry because you were trying to hide things. It was just we didn't have the sources of data that we did. But I think there's always been a concern with owners that things were done behind a curtain, right? Like their breakdown of the fees and what improvements need to be made and all that. And you're really, by bringing that all out, it allows everybody to really look at and go, okay, how do we make this better? So kudos to you, Des. I, I think that's excellent. But go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I think the next topic I'd love to jump into is the way you guys have put together your homes. You've streamlined the process of housekeeping, the presentation of the house, also the communications that go to your guests. What's the, when you think about guest experience, define guest experience for us and how does that translate into the guest travel? So for me, and, and again, that comes from my background, the best possible guest experience for us is a guest that we don't hear or see. And, and that may sound funny because we're in the hospitality business. And I know a lot of, of property managers have the exact opposite view on this and they want to have that personal contact and be the community and everything. But again, what we did with my previous company in e-commerce is each month we would look at all the calls coming in, all the emails coming in. They were all tagged with the subjects, what, what guests were, were inquiring about. And then we would tackle our top five questions and make sure that the next month they would not be in the top five anymore. So if everybody was inquiring about, hey, where is my delivery? It would be our main priority to make sure that guests did not contact us anymore to ask where their delivery was. So we could do that by sending them tracking information, sending them updates. Okay, your package your package is there, your package has been delivered. And the same principle is what we do here at, at Casiola. We want to send all the information to the guests that the guests need up front. So they don't need to worry, like, where is my home? Who I, do I get? How do I get there? How do I get access to the home? Where is my key or, or a door code? So all that information, that's where it starts. We send them also information about things to do, the theme parks, where can I buy tickets? How how far is your home from the theme parks? Is there any other attractions to do? How do I order food? So all these questions that we get on a regular basis, we try to tackle even before the guests have to ask it. We send them um, a series of emails from the moment they book up until they arrive, a whole series of, of preparation emails and it's talking about how to get around, how to order food and all of those kind of things. 
Then once the guest is in house, again, there, the experience has to be uh, clear. So when you walk in, for example, we leave a light on in each and every room. So if a guest arrives late at night, that they don't walk into um, a dark home that they are not familiar with. We have music playing in the living room. So it, it has that wow of when you walk in we open all the blinds all the curtains so you see the pool right then we have also in-house communication with, with guests with yeah information on where to find things how to buy tickets again all, all those different things and again if a guest does not have to contact us during their whole stay then then we have succeeded in our mission uh, we want of course the five-star review after they leave but if they have everything that they need uh, without having to contact us and mission accomplished. It's interesting, Brian, a couple of things. One is just the way Dennis walked through his thoughts around guest experience really is from the beginning of the guest journey. He, you know, he probably did it without really thinking about it, but it, you can tell that the thought has been, okay, from the time that they're looking at homes, do they book to they show up and the door code and they walk in and what's it feel like? We talk about the five senses. What do I smell? What do I hear? What do I see? All the way through checkout and then back again. I, I think that's really interesting, but also... And I'd love to hear, Des, about how you're doing it. You'd mentioned email. Again, that transparency, similar to the homeowner side, right? It's so that you have access, creating ways where you can self-serve, especially if you want to, and giving you access to the things you're wanting to find out. How do you do that, Dennis? Built your property management software system and your owner's portal. Have you built a guest app? Do you find the email? Are you using text? I mean, guest communications, a topic that has been hot here on the GuestX podcast yeah. because people are trying to figure out, like, how do I get this message best to these guests so that, that they see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have had a, a guest app or, or we, we experimented with a guest app in, in the past. We used Glad to Have You and that was a big failure for us. Guests do not want to install another app on their phone, especially yep. if, if they're only staying a few days. Uh, it, it's different if you're a Hilton and you have business travelers that stay with you every single week. But for one time stay in Orlando to go to Disney World, guests don't want to install another app. So we found that the email and, and text were the best for us, especially we do use a lot of, of email because many of our guests are international travelers and they don't always have Wi-Fi or data when they're traveling so if you only have that information available in an app and you need to log in and have internet that that, that may cause an issue well if you have it in your email it's stored locally so you can look at the, the door code right away but also of the things we do for example and, and i think a lot of property managers are in the same situation one of the most Last questions is, can I check in early or can I check out uh, late? So the way we tackle those, we already talked about that right away from the beginning. So our system is going to look at the calendar and, and see right away if early check-in may be available or not. So if, a, if an early check-in is, is not available, we're also going to communicate that to the guest right away from the beginning. We're going to say that we have a guest checking out the day of your arrival. We need a time between 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. to clean and, and get the house ready for you. So unfortunately, an early check-in will not be available for your stay. So just adding that 
saves us like tons and tons of, of calls and, and, and messages that we have to respond to. If an early check-in is available, we're also going to communicate that. And for us, it's an upsell. So we charge guests to, to check in early. So we offer them two options here in Orlando, um, a 2 p.m. check-in and a 10 a.m. check-in. We send it right away with the prices because we don't want to give it away for free because if we do that, is going to take it and then from an operational standpoint it just becomes too hard to get all the homes ready by 10 a.m when we only start at 9 a.m so uh, uh but guests can select it from the email right away okay i want a 10 a.m check-in they go to a portal where they can confirm enter their payment information they get an automatic uh, email with an updated door code the reservation get updated for us the whole early check-in late checkout uh, process is completely automated there's no calls or emails of course we still do get people that call but 90% of, of guests just go through the process and, and there's no human uh, um, interaction uh, necessary. And guests really appreciate that, that it's so easy that they don't have to call in because especially younger travelers, they, they hate calling. <laughs> they don't want to uh, speak to a human anymore. It really helps us saving time and, and, and resources on staffing, but it's also better for the guest experience. That's great. I, I think you clearly have really looked at this business. I, th I think, as we see with most of our guests, people tend to look at things from, you know, in the perspective of their own experiences. And so you've clearly pursued making it more efficient at, at every turn. And, and I think that's how you've been able to scale from 30 to 400 is because you've looked at those efficiencies. So as we wrap up, Dennis, would love to hear a little bit about guest or I think it just rolled out. If I, if I'm correct at Verma, was that when you made the big announcement or was it? Yeah, absolutely. Right so that was the first time we, we went public uh, uh, with it. And it's another thing that started from how can we do things better? And what we were seeing is that our owners that were actually buying homes and investing in homes most of them were doing it completely wrong. The way they set up the deal, the way they purchased, not knowing the markets, paying way too much, not doing the right furnishings. And, and not because they did it on purpose, but, but just because yeah, it's a very complicated it's process. not what they do. They right. don't know uh, yeah. uh, better. So paying cash for your house. Yeah, if you ask some people, that's the smartest thing to do. But if you want to have a return on your investment, you should leverage that the house and, and finance it. And But then the way you finance it, because we also have a lot of owners that got a mortgage and then they're complaining, oh, I don't make enough money to pay my mortgage and, and all the expenses which is another thing you can do, interest-only loans to avoid those things from happening. So what we saw is that there's really a lot of, of money um, available, a lot of, of people that want to invest in vacation homes, and especially now that we're a hot topic with, with the cars are going public and, and Sonder going public. So a lot of institutional uh, money, but they don't really know where to go or, or what to do. So we want to do the whole process for them. So Gester will be our investment uh, community and it will be like investing on in stocks on Robinhood. That's how easy we want to make it to invest in vacation rentals. So instead of buying a whole home, you can just buy into the fund and, and then you own a little piece of all the homes that the fund has. For example, if you want to invest 
or instead of having one home, you're now going to have a small ownership in 20 homes, for example, that can be geographically diversified in the US, but also worldwide. So if something would happen in one market or with a specific home, the impact is going to be much, much smaller because you have 19 other homes where you also get the returns uh, from. So what we want to do is make it easier for people to invest in vacation homes, make it safer because you, you, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You don't invest all your money in, into one property, but you spread it over uh, multiple properties and multiple destinations. This is a big undertaking, Brian, because you've got securities laws and there's yeah. a lot here for you, Dennis. But you're right, though. You If, if people, it's all, you're really creating a fund for, for lack yeah. of a better term. And I own a little piece of this fund, just like you would own a fund that specializes in investing in emerging tech or whatever. Yeah. This is a fund that's really interesting. Yeah. It is really that's interesting. I think it's fascinating as well on the ability to diversify your portfolio. I don't want to necessarily buy just a home in Orlando. I want to own a piece of a home all over the world if I can. Yeah. So being able to pick and choose homes that I might not be able to afford uh, on my own, but I might be able to afford five or 10% of a home in, you know, con France or something like that. It's a fascinating concept. No, absolutely. And it, it's also more accessible for a lot of people because we saw that with, with Casiola, we have so many people, potential owners contacting us that want to invest in a vacation home. But then when they really get into it, they see that they need a lot more money than they initially thought. But with, with this concept, even if it's a vacation home, it's like a beautiful asset class. They can really outperform other classes of real estate. And you have to do it right. Right. You need to know where to invest, how to set up the home, how to decorate the home, and how to manage it uh, too, of course. And if you do all those things uh, right, yeah, we're seeing returns uh, of 20-25% on an annual basis by investing in vacation homes. So that is a huge difference with uh, the average 10% that you would get on the stock market or or definitely much different yeah. than what you get on a savings account. That's what we're working on right now. Like you mentioned, it's all very regulated. So um, the securities and exchange is overseeing all this very long and, and expensive process to we are doing Reg D now for accredited investors, and we are in the process to Reg A, being that it's available for everyone, every investor, also non-accredited investors, four to five months. That's awesome. Yeah, it really. And thank you for continuing to think through different aspects of this industry, because all these ideas and ideas like guests are what's going to keep bringing people into this industry. Some people are going to come in as guests. Some people are going to come in as investors. But again, it's keeping the industry out front, which I think everybody wins. And it's professionalizing the industry. Yeah. And it, it makes us a little bit unique, right? This is not uh, an idea like this and being, being able to invest in units this way. It's a different concept. I don't think that other hospitality sectors have the ability to do something like this. No, no uh, short of hotels being publicly traded and you could own a little bit of Marriott and go stay in a Marriott, but it doesn't feel Maybe the same, right? You don't feel like you, nobody walks around and go, oh, I'm part owner of this building. <laughs> I own Mary. Like, yeah, nobody. <laughs> somebody turned to you and be like, you're an idiot. Dennis, thank you so much. We've gone well over time, but, but it's been really interesting to hear. And I think our listeners are really going to enjoy, but we really do appreciate the time today. 
If people want to learn a little bit more about Gastor or Cassiola, how can they reach you? We have websites, of course. Cassiola.com is our property management website. And then you have Gastor.com for everyone that is interested in um, investing in a vacation home. Thank you very much for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us, Dennis. Absolutely. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of Guest Acts, a member of the Hospitality Podcast Network. Be sure to sign up for our email list at guestxpodcast.com. That's guest, the letter X, podcast.com. And follow us on your favorite podcast app. We are Brian Hamaui and Matthew Loney signing off and reminding you to always create a customer experience worth talking about.